I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think we're going to make it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Rebel Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller, and Jim Campbell joins us. Hello. Luke Moore joins us. All right. And Pete joins us as well. Tadaima. know what's nearly happening, boys? What's Ooh, that? Football. I oh, know. Back into the madhouse, isn't it? We're almost there. <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> Just add some of that. Yeah. yeah absolutely. No, uh, no Friday night madness this week. Sadly, no. we'll have to wait an extra few hours, but... Sap- Saturday sabotage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you like. <laughs> it's the first word with S that I could think of, which may have been conducive for such an event. Could have been worse. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Or better. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose, Jim, that's, yeah. a me- that's a metaphor for the show, generally. Mm. That's, that's the mantra we've lived by for many a year. It's perhaps the encouragement I needed. Yeah. Most, most of our iTunes reviews, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Could have been worse, could have been better. Don't encourage people on the iTunes reviews. Mm. <laughs> now it's like, now the floodgates are going to open. I don't, oh. I don't mind. Come at us, bro. Yeah. Mm. Well, Liverpool's Five win- stars, please. <laughs> Liverpool's win against Hoffenheim could have been better if it weren't for that late goal. But it was still a good win mm. in the Champions League qualifiers oh, away in Hoffenheim, Peter. It was a banana skin against yeah. an unfashionable, unfancied team of Germany. Clubs, uh, home, town, don't, city, country, yes. Don't, don't hassle the Hoffenheim. <laughs> <laughs> Let that ring out. You're right, Marcus. Yeah. Carry on, Luke. Uh, well, the thing is, Pete was going off on one. I thought, well, let's let Marcus bring this back to normality. And you, no, made it, you made yeah. it worse. Yeah, Luke, full Luke, stop, he put Luke. a full stop on it, but that full stop was a tiny dollop of poo. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to start our own book yeah. off? <laughs> uh, no, Jim. <laughs> I do not. He's categorically <laughs> not. He's already done that with another one of us, yeah. Jim. You are late again. Uh, it was a good win for Liverpool, though. No doubt about it. They will be firm favourites for that home leg in Liverpool to go through to the Champions League proper. And Brendan Rodgers... He's already relishing getting them in the group. Now, this is fantastic. But before I get on to Brendan Rodgers, I want to say Pete just said Jurgen Klopp's home town, city, country. Got yep. there in the end. Yeah. Got right. there in the end. Um, but Brendan Rodgers, he's a, it will be like a breath of fresh air for the Champions League. This season. <laughs> Absolutely. Minty and th- fresh. And I think him to co- him coming out after... Listen, he's cock-a-hoop after that 5-0 win. Fair enough, you know, against the might of Astana. He's cock-a-hoop. He's thought... I fancy a bit of Liverpool. <laughs> show, them, show them what they're missing. <laughs> well, they were, all of the team were cocker hoops. You could yeah, say. Yeah, true, absolutely. Uh, but it was, uh, but it was a lovely uh, goal from Trent Alexander-Arnold. It was to get the, Liverpool underway. The Liverpool game was, and hopefully they can reach the Champions League with Celtic. I enjoyed uh, the Liverpool game very much. I didn't see the Celtic game. I saw the goals. Didn't see the game. Um, but the Liverpool game was fantastic. It was almost. Um, 
very much true to form for Liverpool. Look good mm. going forward. Um, the fourth place team in, in England against the fourth place team last season in Germany. You I say think, true to form, they only conceded one. True, yeah, but first half, a lot they of were, <laughs> first half they could have put away a few. I mean, they conceded a penalty as well, which you know oh, they didn't really need to. I know it was on target, so oh, it was therefore, poor, though, wasn't it? You can only say a penalty is really poor if it's wide of the post. Mm. But that was a poor penalty. No, I'm taking some ones, of my time, Marcus. <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with yeah. that. But it's one of those ones where it's kind of harder for the goalkeeper not to say yeah. it because it's so near him. Mm. Really poor. My, 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 nerves, my opinion on that is that um, if, if, if you have any nerves like that, which I'm sure people do, I mean, footballers are human beings, just drill it. Mm. If you smash it as hard as you can, even if you keep it safe, it doesn't look as bad. Mm. It doesn't look anywhere near as bad. So um, yeah, so but you've got to smash it. But smashing it hard invariably leads to the player whacking it over the bar. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, they should have better technique than that, <laughs> shouldn't they? You know what I mean? But at least he'd have had a go. Um, but but um, <laughs> that was England in a major tournament penalty yeah. stuff. They and Lovren had a very charitable first fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. he's having a lovely time. Yeah, <laughs> the penalty he gave away particularly was was, was a highlight. But mm. but I mean, going forward, Liverpool looked good. They conceded a lot of chances, which is what I meant by the um, mm-hmm. by the typical. Liverpool type thing you know they made a lot of chances as well and um, well, Hoffenheim just game. weren't as clinical as Watford no they weren't <laughs> <laughs> well, is, but the thing is we, we talked about um, we talked about Liverpool briefly on, on the last show we did earlier in the week we didn't actually say anything about Watford who looked greatly improved yeah. almost instantly under Marco Silva Marco mm. Silva will so, do so that. they deserve a bit of credit for that as well Watford mm. but I mean Liverpool will, will be obviously delighted to go away back to Liverpool with an with a, with away win um, and they did it without Coutinho as well who looks like he might be pushing on and, and going to, to Barcelona it could be yeah it was great for Alexander Arnold uh, a lot of players with double barrel names which are quite difficult to mm. get your chops around but we will persevere <laughs> Hopefully he'll just call himself Trent from now on, make yeah. it easier, yeah. if you are listening, Trenty. Uh, but um, <laughs> Klopp has shown faith in him before, yeah. and it, it, could he become the starting choice right-back ahead of Nathaniel Klein as the season goes well, on? I, I, I would argue that, uh, sorry, Joe, I would argue that Klein isn't at the very peak of his of his form, and he hasn't been for a little while now, and he's also had injury problems. I mean, so... Mm. So Alexander had a comedy mm. and having it making a good. I mean, to be fair, to, to be fair to him, what what will happen when a young player like that scores a goal of great quality? Um, him stepping up and taking a free kick at, the, at his age is is obviously great and it's surprising as well, but but great. Um, but there was once or twice where he did look like he, looked, he lacked a bit of experience. There was a particular point towards the end of the game, half of the line player was running through. I forget who it was now. Um, might have been Sandro Wagner, but it might not have been. Um, and rather than actually get his, get his body goal side and actually concentrate on the sort of basics of defending, he was looking over to the linesman and putting his arm up in the end. It's like, you don't need to be mm. doing that. Mm. Just maintain your concentration. So it wasn't mm. a perfect performance by him, but but he did play very well moreover, you know, for the majority of the game. But Jim, you were going to say something. Was it the fact that um, Alexander Arnold had to be egged on to take the free kick? No, it wasn't so much that. It was more that Klopp's clearly got a lot of faith in him, mm. uh, that he's starting him in such a big game anyway. Because, you know, Milner's filled in there. Uh, mm-hmm. In the past, and, and, and started on the bench. Obviously, got the goal, which he, he celebrated like he meant it when he clearly didn't. Which I, I sort of respect that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm James Milner. I've I've got nothing left to prove. You'd you be, ha- you be happy if your team scored. Oh, absolutely, you can celebrate wildly. But I, just, I just love the love the nature of the celebration. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hasn't, hasn't Milner filled in majority at left back though? Not he has been left. Back. He has been left yeah. back quite a lot, but. With Milner, any it, position. Yeah. That's man, the yeah. thing, right? It d- doesn't matter who you sign. You think to yourself, what's the competition for my... You could be in goal, and you think, OK, well, I've got... Uh, me and Yale would think, well, I've got uh, Carrius mm. on the... Oh, and Milner as well, you might be able to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always got to be careful. Phil Jackie yeah. Elka might make a move for him. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your position, mm. Milner could, could slot mm. in there and, and do uh, a very, very uh, decent job. Uh, Klopp said that after the match, if somebody had told me you'd win tonight, I would have taken 8-7. Yeah. And I thought to myself... Mm, 
Okay. Uh, that sounds like yeah. it. <laughs> just go for two one. Yeah. yeah. Or well, report someone for match fixing. What <laughs> <laughs> you should be doing would have been better. All he got away um, goals. He got Nagelsmann's. Um, I believe it's pronounced Nagelsmann. I don't know, but he got he got it, the uh, the Hoffenheim coaches back up after the game by by sending a few bits and pieces. And it was interesting because obviously the Hoffenheim coach is quite inexperienced. He's only very young. And mm. Are we he, saying Nagelsmann or Nagelsmann? Whichever you want. You, you guys can choose. I mean, he was being a bit of a nag, wasn't he? he was, and, 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 and it's interesting because that's that's their first foray into this sort of level of football. And yeah. he's, he's an inexperienced coach. 30. And and I, th- I think he <laughs> thought Klopp was a bit arrogant. Yeah. So he started listing all these reasons as to why Klopp was wrong after the game. And you could just imagine Klopp, because there's a second leg to be played, of course. Mm. You just imagine Klopp just chuckling away to himself like he does. Yeah. Got um, so, so I found that quite, a, quite, quite an interesting <laughs> dynamic. Well, he'd be yeah. angry with Brendan Rodgers. Well, yeah, because exactly. the way Rogers yeah. are talking, that Liverpool haven't bothered with the done, second leg. Done it's already deal. in. Yeah. Didn't didn't a journalist ask Klopp uh, do you remember your first time, meaning the first time in the Champions League? But he said, "I hope uh, my first time uh, for Liverpool in the Champions League is better than my first time." Basically, he was talking about yeah, his first time. It was like, oh, I'm still not bored of him. Did he say he hoped it would be a better performance or something? Yeah, I hope I put in a better performance than I did back then. He's great. Talking about sex. I loved at the weekend. I loved at the weekend, which we which we missed. <laughs> that um, David Wagner and, and Jurgen Klopp are big mates, aren't they? Mm. And they've got they've got basically the same glasses. I love that. Mm, I they, wonder if they, some sort of deliberate mirroring going what, on there. Do you reckon they got two for one? Maybe, yeah. Spectre they've just got the same prescription. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> they went glasses I, I got, I got fit for new glasses a few days ago, and it's always emotionally draining to get new glasses as a glasses wearer. It changes the yeah. whole shape of your face. It's very, it's horrible. It's and you don't know what ones through. to choose. It's a nightmare, it's, isn't it's it? Nightmare. I thought your head looked fatter. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was telling me to look at his eyebrows when he was trying to like readjust them. Uh-huh. Um, but the problem is, he had a massive monobrow. Uh, what a terrible job. Look my eyebrow and I was going which one mate you've only got just one big long one well that the one then yeah that one I you can't be looking at anywhere I think you say they were drawn on <laughs> what do you get up to on a Friday mm. uh, but yeah a great win for, for, for Liverpool though uh, the only thing of course that uh, is still a little bit up in the air with him is Coutinho mm. yeah mm. Um, but he, you know he could join his fellow countryman Paulinho at Barcelona yeah, Which a, lot's is a lovely been, one. A lot's been made of that. I mean, I mean, I would, I would just add quickly that Coutinho probably would have taken that free kick if he had been fit, and and I know he's got a back injury allegedly, but mm. and, and he probably would have taken that free kick that Alexander Arnold took. I found that quite interesting. But yeah, Paulinho's obviously gone to Barcelona, and lots been made of it. But if you read around it, it sounds like Paulinho's actually had a really good time of it in China. Mm-hmm. He has, and uh, he's, well, he's still he's been, in the Brazilian squad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah well, well, he actually scored a hat trick for Brazil against Uruguay in mm. March. So, I mean, well, that's no. The article I read said that because he, he's playing under the manager, I think he played under Corinthians. Mm. Um, he's been, since he's been brought back into the Brazil squad they've been brilliant since he's, mm. he's yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you look at the profile Polinho as a player I mean clearly a better player than he was towards the end of his Spurs career you would argue and, and the type of profile of a midfielder that, 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 that Barcelona don't necessarily really have at yeah. the moment so it doesn't it does make a bit of sense wasn't um, the second season of his um, career at Spurs a Tim Sherwood season as well Tim Sherwood was involved <laughs> yeah. 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 so you know. I, I didn't have China down as a place that would be a stepping stone to Barcelona. Right. Well, so, well if that's why. So the, 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 the Silk two, Road. The, the two points. What, <laughs> it, it's been it's been alleged by other news outlets um, that that the, the Barcelona sort of president. There's a reason why he's moved, gone to China to buy this player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't put too far a point in it because I literally can't. Climate mm. crisis. Uh, uh, but but the other side of that is well. If he if he's been bought on merit and he goes to Barcelona, that's because Barcelona let Mars Barham around at the moment. Mm. If he goes to Barcelona, he does really well and he improves them greatly. Then I mean, seriously, that's that's good for Chinese football, right? Because it means yeah. a big club in Europe has said we don't mind your playing in China. Yeah. And bear yeah. in mind that Palinho's won the Asian Champions League there and won a couple of league titles and stuff. Pe- people at the biggest club in the world are saying, well, that's fine. We can he, 
legitimately, he, legitimately fine players from there. He's easily like the, the, the top one or two players in, in the league. He's he, in China. He's been incredible out there, yeah. apparently. And, and uh, it's doubled the amount anyone's paid for a Chinese best player ever. Right. So yeah. that's pretty big, isn't it? Well, in the same for, way. I mean, for a 29 year old, you, course, you're yeah. buying a Brazilian. It's a lot of money, but you're buying a Brazilian international. And that, yeah. you know, that doesn't yeah. come along every time, does it? And that always goes well. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's a bit like in the MLS a few years ago. People signed players from MLS now into Europe. Didn't stop Sunderland getting Jermaine Defoe, did he? You see? Uh, no. True. Exactly. There we are. Mm. Um, the big, the big transfer talk out of today, and we've got to be careful about this because obviously it can be out of date very quickly, and we don't know how much truth in it. Is the talk of Julian Draxler, who's been told he's surplus to requirements of PSG, yeah. attracting the interest of Liverpool, which would annoy you, Jim, particularly because well, they were linked with him for about forty-eight no, seasons. Arsenal are being linked with him at the moment okay. as well, so it would be, remains to be seen where that would go. Although I wonder if um, if that would hasten the departure of Alexis Sanchez from an Arsenal point of view. If I thought, oh, actually, if we can replace him now, maybe we'll cash in. But I, I don't it's know. Just bottlenecks everywhere, Sanchez, isn't it? It's just yeah. like log yeah. jams. Yeah. Everywhere. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that in later. He says to me that Coutinho's if that's true. It says to me, Coutinho's probably going to move on, yeah. and and, the, and they're linking him with Arsenal, and that could easily just be like a tired copyright. Absolutely, yeah. Well, he's definitely been linked with Arsenal before. I'll get an extra hundred yeah. words out. I pressed Arsenal. I, press, I pressed paste, and it was just already there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, quite. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, that would suggest that Coutinho is going. I think if Liverpool can get like they're looking at ninety to hundred million for Coutinho, surely they should take that. Coutinho is a great player, but I think he is perhaps a little overrated. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can hear I that. I can he's, hear that he's excellent on his day, but he, he does have patchy performances here and there. I've, I, and by the way, I, I'm, I'm not denigrating Coutinho at all. I think he's a good player, and I think he's a better. Player and some people give him credit for but I do I, conversely I don't disagree necessarily with what you're saying mm. but I think Drac is a great player I don't know what you feel like Marcus I, I, he's not at it all his own way at PSG he's now been yeah. told that he's surplus to requirements he's, but he was one of the hottest prospects in Europe not yeah, very long ago pun. I heard he's Ar- only 23 as well I heard Arsenal um, bidded way under his value though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll take him off your hands for 5 mil exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're Liverpool at home against Crystal Palace this weekend though, yeah, and, Crystal- and, and we'll surely win well, Crystal Palace are fifteen to two with Bet three six five to cause an upset at Anfield. So ten pound that will return you eighty five pound, including stake. Mm. Ooh. Ben Teke loves a goal against Liverpool. Oh yeah, that's a point. Yeah, you, but you would have to be a madman <laughs> based on what you saw last week. But mind you, it's the Premier League, isn't yeah, it? Knows, you know, yeah. It's a new season. Liverpool uh, uh, hot off the Champions League. And Palace like to mess with Liverpool, don't yeah. they? For some reason. Last last season, this is exactly the sort of game Liverpool would struggle in. Well, there, there mm. was there was a wonderful. Uh, well, it wasn't a wonderful game for Palace. It, I don't know how long ago this was in, in the eighties. And it was one of our former lecturers who said he was in the Palace end, and I think Liverpool won eight nil on the day or something. This may have been in the eighties. It was a huge score, mm. and uh, uh, the Palace fans are all sat in the away end, going, "God, blimey, this is what a load of nonsense this is." Mm. Uh, having a little chat, and Palace got a penalty in front of them, and they were like, "Oh, blimey, how are we going to miss this?" And one bloke put both his hands above his head and just went, "I reckon about here." Yeah, and then everybody started putting their hands up as if they were going to catch the ball. Going, I reckon it <laughs> missed the penalty, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the fact great. that Groomer supporters are all putting both hands up in the air, ready to catch the ball. Yeah. Going, I great. think that our man's going to blast yeah. it over here. Do you remember? So we the... Could have a bit of that on the weekend. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you remember uh, when Palace kind of spoiled Liverpool's title bid before it became known as Cristian Ball? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the thrill. Yeah, <laughs> I do indeed remember that. Uh, shall we go to somewhere which is notoriously a, a place that's hard to go? Stoke City. Mm. Will it be hard to go this season? They've got Arsenal. It wasn't last season, was it? <laughs> no, this no. is it. Um, yeah, I mean, Arsenal haven't won the first two games in a, in a Premier League season since oh uh, nine ten. So that'd be nice to, All those to manage years to do ago, that. Jimmy. Yeah, quite. And um, we've only we've only beaten Stoke once in seven games at their place. So um, it's a bit of a test. If early it's going to happen, it's going to happen this season though. Yeah, Stoke who knows? Toilet. Stoke, Stoke of uh, you know getting in uh, f- 
Fletcher from West Brom was a good signing. They need a bit of a spine. They need something solid. And getting in uh, former Real Madrid style and PSG winger Hesse Rodriguez is the perfect tonic <laughs> for, for any success <laughs> well, that may come their way. Yeah. Hesse was, you know, he's been unfortunate with injuries, hasn't he? But he, he said, like, uh, he was compared to Ronaldo when he was first breaking through, and he said that he would, he basically, cons- basically says if he hadn't been injured, he'd be a first team like, It's a funny old game, isn't it, Jim? For those listening at home, don't mistake Marcus's laughter. He used to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be a really good player. But, but it's absolutely incredible to me yeah. that, that, that Mark Hughes thinks that's a good thing to do. Like, <laughs> to me, it's like, it's like he's just signing players he can do volley keep-ups on the training ground. Yeah, like, yeah. Shakiri, Bojan, Hesse. You should oh. see him in training. Hesse, put when another ball no into me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. To be fair to him, he's, he, I mean, Hesse he is a flexible forward. I mean, clearly, at his best, he's, he's with respect to Stoke above Stoke's level. But is he the sort of player you want to be buying at this point? Too, too flexible his, his 15, lips keep snapping off by 15 Darren Fletchers that's what you want to be doing if you understand this division by a load of Darren Fletchers stifle guys stifle yeah. I think stifle the trifle I think it's a lovely <laughs> exactly stifle the trifle and I why think aren't I second commentator on the telly <laughs> well, you should, stifle the trifle guys you shouldn't be looking so smug because Newcastle have just taken uh, Hosselu yeah. yeah. similar sort of player <laughs> one, yeah. one of the most <laughs> Unprolific goal scorers in Look, I ever seen. think you will find there was an open training session this afternoon at St James's Park. They opened a whole stand. There was a good Three. amount of people there, 5, and they 000. saw him lashing a volley from about ten yards out. So, oh, fine then. So I'm saying, he's guys, local, he's, already, he's local, already on the score. Local sheet. media report: he's opened his account. <laughs> 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 I did see that open training session, and I thought, do those fans think this could be the only time we see a well, Newcastle United? <laughs> <so?"> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know the Hesse thing, and then the Josselu thing, which happened around the same sort of times. So the Hesse's gone into Stoke. And and Hosselu has gone out to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I was, I know Hesse is a good player, and I know he's had unlucky with injuries. And he went for a lot of money to PSG, and it never mm, worked. And, and he went back to his um, hometown club on loan, which didn't really work out for him either. Mm-hmm. But they, they stayed in the, in the Liga Las Palmas, so fair enough. Um, Hosselu, I was trying to think. I can't ever remember him scoring a goal, and then I remember him scoring that goal last season. I think it was against Watford, mm. where. He scored one today in training. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, sorry, Marcus. And so, until, until today. Until today, when he opened his account when you cast United. And there was a goal at Stoke Beat Watford. At the casino. <laughs> it was over last season or the season before. I can't remember because my memory's terrible. But Gomez came out about 50 yards and, and uh, Jocelyn put one over his head. That's uh-huh. the only goal I can remember him scoring. So, listen, Benitez obviously thinks he can get the best out of him. Yeah. He's, got, he's got three in pre-season for Stoke. That's, all, that's it, also all I'm saying as if well. I'm, if I may finish, Guys. he'll very much fit in at Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> We've had very similar strike. We've had so many say, strikers like that. Newcastle. Yeah. Ha- I was about to say that exactly the same thing. And at that five million mark, where I say, "Oh, it's a bit of a risk." Damn right. Yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Is it a new some... Albert Luque? <laughs> exactly. Classic <laughs> Albert Luque. They have had some proper but pony. He'll score. He'll score in a testimonial. <laughs> he'll score in someone's testimonial. Jim, Jim, it's a bit of a risk. But is there any other kind of Newcastle? <laughs> <story>? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that Alan Shearer one, that was pretty he much was all right. But to be more balanced about the the, the Hesse thing to Stoke, yeah. I mean, he's, he's won, got talent. There's no doubt about that. He's won two Champions Leagues and he scored in the Classico. Mm. So I mean, he's not He'll without fit in then, won't he? Yeah, yeah. He, and he's he's three to one to score any time with Bet Three Six Five this weekend. So ten pound returns, uh, 30, uh, forty pounds, sorry, including stake um, against Arsenal, of course. Which which would it's weird, isn't it? Because there's so many narratives in the Premier League. Mm. I mean, him scoring in a Stoke win against Arsenal would also be quite fitting. Yeah, do you know it? what the narrative? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be that odd, would it? No. 
Well, what the real narrative is, of course, is that the injury that he picked up for Real Madrid was courtesy of a heavy tackle from Said Kolasinac. Yes. The oh. Arsenal defender. Kolasinac sounds like a word in another language for like a clattering, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or a, a Kolasinac. Kolasinac. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about, um, I mean, is it. He's got an AK Kolasinac. <laughs> is it possible from the little I've seen of Kolasinac to tackle someone and not injure them? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, it's a cruciate injury, which yeah. is clearly very serious and in the past can end players' careers. But, you know, in, in, in you know, to play devil's advocate in Hesse's defence, if he wants to restart his career and he's just mm-hmm. come away from a huge club it, 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 these days in PSG and now he's coming to play in the Premier League. You never no, it might, it might mm. suit his game. I actually think it's an alright signing for Stoke because he's clearly got talent and uh, Arnautovic going out, there's mm. there's room for a forward like him to come in there. If Hughes can get him playing, you've got Boyan playing and, you know... Who, for you, a bit. Well, you wouldn't have thought a player <laughs> like that would, would fit in too well in, in surroundings like he has in that squad. Yeah. But he got, he's got... Didn't, Hughes got Stoke to a, a record best finish in the Premier League. It yeah. wasn't last season. I mean, for, for a team like Stoke, they were, they, you know, they're always going to have to take a gamble on players like that, aren't they? If they yeah. want players of that quality, there's always going to have, you know, otherwise they just wouldn't be able to get them. But they've actually been quite bolshy in pre-season because a lot of people have been sort of predicting their downfall. But they released a video today. It, it was some, I think it had a quote from Marco Arnautovic saying that West Ham were a bigger club that, that, than uh, than Stoke and show more ambition. And then they, they had, had the whole right. sort of anomaly of how many Champions League winners they have yeah. in their t- team, which has been doing the rounds again. Because they've got the most Champions League winners in a squad, but between them they've played one minute in a Champions League final. Yep. Is Ibrahim Afalai. And, and inspired by a listener, Ben Fraser, who got in touch with me, um, you know, Stoke fans, just remember QPR in 2012 under Hughes. That's all I'm saying. They're <laughs> <laughs> so getting the band back together again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a new band. I suppose yeah. it is. He's looking for a new it? project. Yeah. To trying to start a super group. Absolutely right. Um, just quickly on Arsenal, obviously they're playing Stoke. Um, what about this, Jim? Africa's richest man, the billionaire Aliko Dangote, has said he'd like to buy Arsenal. And the first thing he'd do would be to sack Big Veng. Why not, mate? <laughs> just <laughs> join the queue of strange <laughs> men that want to buy Arsenal. Let's have that also in. Let's have that debate again. Let's sign a new contract. Can we all move on? We at least get a bit of peace and quiet. Just I mean, give us yeah. two months before we start again. I know, right? Before and we reset. It was a good day. Wenger's now signed a new contract. That's yeah. done. Sigurdsson's finally moved. No, yeah. nobody's, nobody's banners are in the shed. They're still in the front room behind the sofa. Yeah, exactly. We can come out quick. We yeah. don't need to be having this conversation until November for a bit and then again in March yeah. for the rest of the season. Let's le- leave it for now. What's next? Two more weeks of Carlos Tevez <laughs> before the transfer window oh. shuts? Oh, I don't. I don't miss him. Yeah. <laughs> I Blimey don't miss O'Reilly. him. Now it's time for correspondence with old Petey. It is time for correspondence with young Petey. Um, hello <laughs> to Taylor Wilson, who says uh, on Tuesday, uh, Salisbury boss Steve Claridge named himself on the bench for the league visit of uh, Paulton Rovers at the tender age of 51. Lovely. Wow. That's not bad, is it? Stevie Claridge. I saw big Stevie Claridge play um, about three years ago and he scored a great goal. Does he still have it? Well, he didn't move, but he, scored, he, scored, <laughs> no, he, did, he did genuinely score a really good goal. Well, we need to move. Well, that, was, that was semi-pro level. With 10 minutes to go, the score was 2-all, and Claridge, despite having two young strikers on the bench too, opted to bring himself on in search yeah, of a winner. Yeah. Into the five minutes of added time, the ball fell to Claridge inside the box from a corner. He swung his left foot, missed the ball, fell over, and the match finished all square. Oh, <laughs> he's 51. I wish, I wish that story ended better and he scored. I did, however, see him uh, down the Leon Solent Arcade a few weeks back in the Salisbury, Salisbury tracksuit on the motorbike simulator. True story. <laughs> That's great. So, that's, that's literally about 100 metres from where I used to live. Need for speed. Yeah. Right. Need for speed. Thank you, Wilson, for that one. Did he not used to sometimes wear different boots? Uh, not different boots. Uh, he, used boots. To have, he used to have a plastic bag full of boots. Yeah. And he needed to take one left and one right out of the boot of his car. That's I love right, that. Yeah. And he used to sell fruit and veg at the back of his car as well. Mm. Did he also did live he? in his car? I don't know. <laughs> 
Wasn't this Wild Portsmouth like a championship club? Stop, de- stop denigrating us. <laughs> <laughs> did he have you like do a, it to yourself. Did he have like a Satsuma in each boot of his, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, did, in his boot? Yeah, he did. And he had like a Dick Whittington <laughs> stick with a sack on the end of it and a cat. You yeah. started it. And he yeah. had a pair in Sometimes in when you saw him play out front, he used to have his little cat with him. And then he went to, and then he went to a, a, a house on the way home from a game once. There was three bears in it. <laughs> and some of the porridge was just right. What yes. are you talking about? Uh, what are you talking about? Don't know, Thank you. Don't know, um, I, oh, I've lost a bloody name in this one, but thank you so much for uh, the person who did this. I'm back with another weird mascot Sorry, mate, this time. You, you lost someone's name off a piece of paper. How <laughs> is that know, even I, think, I think the letters fell off. So apologies <laughs> who this was. Uh, I'm back. I'm back with another weird mascot. Presumably, this is a guy who came up with a weird mascot before. Uh, this time from Spain. Uh, he's named Roelio. He's the mascot of uh, Pontevedra uh, CF, and he looks terrifying. He kind of looks a bit like Mr. Blobby. He's supposed to be a born. They used to consider huh. themselves a born or bogey team um, because they. <laughs> beat Real Madrid back in the 60s. Um, <laughs> 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 Look at the state of him. Oh my yeah. God, that's really frightening. Hang on, say it again so people can have a, have a Google. Well, it, it was Pontevedra's uh, mascot, so, 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 team okay. mascot. So they're a bogey team for Real Madrid because they beat them once 60 years ago. Yeah. They, their mascot is still based on that. The mascot's a born, but it's only like half a born and people just, he's been described as a big white bollock. He Am I being sick? Why does a bone relate to a bogey team? I think it's a Spanish. A Spanish born In Germany, they say England are a bogey team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you uh, yeah. anonymous uh, emailer apologies for losing your so name the great thing is do email at show at thefootballroundman.com we'll steal all your stuff when was the last time name? I lost someone's name I'm always very well, good at a reply sometimes I mean, yeah. Just, when you were in the you dog. shouldn't really do it at all should you <laughs> about 30 seconds ago Tom yeah. Just guessing, yeah? <laughs> is, that the na- is that the name? No, oh, it's okay. a name from uh, Tom says, I just want you to know the pod's thoughts. I just wanted to take the uh, pod's thoughts on John Terry reportedly still doing his recovery, ice baths, etc. at Chelsea's training ground. Is this the most Brent thing in football history? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? This came out I'm not so- going to phone ahead. <laughs> I, for- I forgot who it was, but someone on TalkSport was saying that uh, it was a co-presenter of one of the shows who mm. was guesting on there. I forget who it was, and he said that um, John Terry still goes back twice a week for his recovery from Birmingham to to, to Colm. Mm. Wow, that's ju- that's a juicy bit I mean, of uh, it, data, would, it? it would explain a lot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but surely they've got those like kind of uh, you know those ice they machines, do. and I know they do because Luke and I have seen them. I've wow, been I've, his, I've, uh, I've uh, been, yeah, I've been to Villa Park and seen them, so he's definitely. Got so them he'd there. rather travel an hour and a half down or two hours down I the. Did, uh, I think motorway. the problem is, I think. Gabby Agbonla Hall's in one all week. It's where he keeps his chalk ices. <laughs> Do, uh, Dr. Tony's got a lot of champagne in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Agbonla was in the other one, so he has to go back to Chelsea. <laughs> uh, finally for now, Jeremy Lavender. Hello, Jeremy. Hello there from Kentucky, he says. Hello. Uh, my wife is an accidental troll when it comes to my football fandom. I'm a Southampton supporter. That's not the joke. And my wife knows that I am. A couple of years ago, my uh, wife, Chris, decided she was going to get me a shirt to uh, a football shirt. Let me reiterate that she knows I support Southampton. I open the package and out flops a maroon slash burgundy shirt with the You'll Never Walk Alone poem emblazoned with golden letters. In case you're unaware, uh, we are aware, but that is the official slash unofficial slogan of Liverpool, the team that poaches the best players Southampton have to offer. I graciously accepted it. I'm obviously a Southampton supporter with the Liverpool shirt. I'm ashamed. Part two to my wife's accidental trolling uh, involves a newly promoted team. My wife and I are expecting our second ch- child this January and we've yet to find out the gender. We've been trying to think of names we like for both boys and girls so we can have a jump on proceedings. This uh, past weekend, my wife tells me she's found a name she really likes. She's gone for Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> That Which I'm, I don't think I've ever heard. Brighton is that a first name? I, 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 first I can male see that name. Yeah. As a first I know name, that, um, Sarah Palin, the American politician mm. and terrible human being, <laughs> has got a. Doesn't she got a daughter called Bristol? 
Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Similar. Well, basically, she didn't seem to think it was as funny as I did when I started laughing. Uh, so we'll probably have a kid called uh, Brighton come January. Our uh, uh, course, South Coast. Is he using us to get stuff off his chest? Yeah. Like, <laughs> using us like we're sort of Jamie yeah. Springer or something. Honest, actually, I, I welcome that. Yeah. I'd like Pete, to see more of that from our listeners. Pete, what's, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Lavender. Jeremy, thanks for that. Uh, explaining the Southampton <laughs> Liverpool thing. So we appreciate it. Yeah. His yeah. name's Cambridge yeah. Oxford. It's a, it's a football podcast. I mean, it is, yeah. You get it, yeah. It's great. Sorry, it's it's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, he's, he's, he's helping, isn't he? What is he? Stop helping. having a pop. He's helping. He's got enough on his plate, thank you. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Peter, yeah, best regards to Brighton. No, let's get involved. If you want to get involved, we're going to say a lot short at thefootballramble.com. There it is. Get him oh, in. After the break, we're going to be talking about Spurs and Manchester City. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage. Coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. Can't argue with it, can you? Can't argue no. with that logic. No. It's basic stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Talking of basic stuff, Luke, you've got a wonderful <laughs> message for the listeners. Yeah, On the Continent, our new European-focused show with James Horncastle and Andy Brassel starts on Wednesday. And to hear a trailer and to subscribe now, you can do so by searching On the Continent on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. And if you want more information than that, go to thefootballramble.com forward slash news. I heard the trailer and, oh, I got, I got that feeling in my stomach. Oh, I do. I'm going to put two things got out excited. there. excited. Theme tune, two things. Half Allo Allo, <laughs> half Oct- Oktoberfest. <laughs> if you haven't heard it by now, get 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 on it. Yeah. And it's, an, on it's it. an original theme, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, original pirate material. material. Spurs have got their first league match at Wembley Stadium on the weekend. Mm. What mm. can go wrong? Lots of things. Although their opponents are Chelsea, mm. and they're in disarray. I mean, they oh. are in disarray. If they lose, it will be absolute bedlam. Yeah. It'll be <laughs> Conte will probably quitting in fury. It'll be two seasons ago all over again, Jake. Exactly. Will we, will we see the Conte tracksuit again? I should oh, say yeah. so. Oh, he's at the home of football. He should be stepping up now. He yeah. wore the tracksuit. Do you think they're going to treat it? He wore the tracksuit in the Community Shield gym. Yeah, but he's at Wembley. It's not. A, it's not a competitive fixture. It bloody is. Do you think they're going to treat every game like an FA Cup final, where like, the manager's leading the players out onto the pitch? I hope so. I really do hope those, so. Those fire-breathing things at the yeah. side of the pitches all and stuff. The, the, the wobbly, uh, the wobbly floaty things. Yeah, them. Get them <laughs> all in. Brass band. They don't do. A, do they do a brass band? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine that every Spurs home game. But, like, by November, you just be yeah. like, oh God. I mean, I, I played landfill indie band opening. Yeah, yeah. You lost till November. Yeah, maybe. I put Catherine Jenkins out as singer. <laughs> the Spurs <laughs> theme. Yeah. National, all the national anthems, all the nationalities in the squad. I mean, what I would say is that when when I played at uh, Wembley, presumably when you did as well, Luke. They, yes, they made I you, have they played made, Wembley. Pete, they yeah. made you do like a line out, and they played the national anthem. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Well, when I played, at when Wembley, I played at Wembley, uh, it's because it's the same, isn't it? The same, yeah. isn't it? Just, I mean, are you yeah. turning up for Spurs this season? I mean, yeah. I'll probably perform as well as Spurs do at home this season. It's so. an early dig from the Newcastle United. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he's got a brass neck on him. <laughs> Lost two in that last week. Yeah. 
Disgrace yourselves, collectively and individually. We are going. We are going when Newcastle play at Wembley. We've got to go because Newcastle never win at Wembley, do they? And this is their chance. This is their challenge. on the bench. Rude toilet in the dugout, lovely. In his post-season comments, Mike Ash would be going, oh, we played at Wembley this season. That person had 20 million on the Bloody cup run, oh, mate. Do you want to watch this DVD? Newcastle played at Wembley <laughs> under my ownership. Yeah, we got beat five, but we played at Wembley. <laughs> we had a good run. Yeah, we had, oh. to play, we had to play 17 games to get there. <laughs> well, it was the 18th game of the season. We had, to, not, we had to win a whole qualifying competition the season before. Yeah. Can you to imagine? Be eligible. Can you imagine Mike Ashley turn up at like Club FA or whatever you call it? That that kind of like big drinking yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. food uh, kind Club of Wembley. cart effect. Club Wembley, yeah. Club yeah. Wembley, yeah. Club yeah. Wembley, yeah. And you got the Bobby, and you got the Bobby Moore area as well. I think. Rolling down the escalators. Power drinking. Yeah. <laughs> the Mike Ashley fireplace, as it's now known. For those who have not been to Wembley as well, Wembley away from the pitch feels a bit like an airport. And you know what drinkers are like at airports? Yeah. You'll mm, be yeah. careful with Ashley when he goes down there, I'm telling you. <laughs> It'll be in giraffe. Is it, isn't Ashley a Spurs fan anyway? Yeah. yeah. I think right. he is a Spurs day, fan. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. He certainly you know, He'd be having a lovely day out, wouldn't he? In my head... If he's not at a hotel bar, Peter Reed is at that bar yeah. at Wembley. Can I, can I just put, for no other reason than just that I'd, I'd enjoy it, <laughs> can I just put out there that um, Mike Ashley once um, wore a Newcastle United shirt yeah. in the stands with King Kev 1 on the back. That's right. Yeah. So, Wasn't, didn't he leave about three months after that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, most of my passwords involve the word... Don't worry about it. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Pete. If you any uh, cyber hackers are uh, getting involved. Literally hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> Literally. That's how, that's how, that's how wealthy it's, Pete is. Doesn't yeah. It doesn't matter if he loses a lot, because he'll yeah. still have a lot. <laughs> Living Brewster's millions. Um, oh, I had a bit of a bad week. What happened? Oh, every, all the money taken out of my account. Was it a phishing scam? No, I gave my passport out to 100,000 people. <laughs> The most, the most ridiculous case of like bluffing ever. Oh, no one will do it. <laughs> if you're listening, do it. Yeah, yeah please up, do. Pick up. Buy him a piano. Mm. Pick, All the, of you buy him a piano. This whole thing now is going to turn into like a really bad episode of 24 where you're going to have to try and change all your passwords before I can release this show to the world. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. The race is on. But going back to the Spurs game. If we um, could. Moussa Dembele says something quite interesting in, over the summer, which is I'm not going to say what it is, Dembele said, but... We've been working on something a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, and he was nodding too to the fact that you know, Wembley's a bigger picture than White Hart Lane, and mm-hmm. they had a bit, a bit of trouble there last season. So that'll be interesting to see how they um, how they how they approach it against Chelsea, who, by the way, I mean, are there for the taking. If this game was a White Hart Lane, you'd fancy Spurs. But I know no Spurs fan listening is going to agree with me because they're going to go, "Oh, you know, when Chelsea are a wounded tiger, we we always you know, muck it up against them." But if this game was a White Hart Lane, you'd be back in Spurs big time here. But it's so not. the Wembley factor will mm. be fascinating to watch. I like that this new tactic. They were just hitting balls up to like Eric Dyer or yeah. something like that. I'd love it. I mean, I'd could, absolutely love it. Getting flick ons for Sozoko. Yeah. Yeah. Could Spurs not just have the pitch resized to the dimensions they prefer? Like, have it smaller? No, that you can't. Because England, you have to get yeah. special dispensation to right. get below 105 by 68. And there's no, no reason to do, do that when we don't want to disrupt England's kind of expansive no. <laughs> no, <true. laughs> free flow game as well for the qualifiers. You know? Sorry, yeah. I'd love, I'd, I agree with you, Mark. I'd love it if it was just basically Hugh Hollerich banging goal kicks <laughs> into the channels, yeah. shooting. Yeah. Dyer and Sissoko up front. <laughs> Kane unused on the bench. Saving him for the... They'd probably uh, still beat Chelsea 3 now. Yeah. Oh, it's a big Ooh. shout. So, so who's going to play in midfield for Chelsea? There's talk oh. of David Luiz having to play yeah. in there. That would be lovely. That's something we all want to see, by Definitely. the way. Every game. Definitely. Every game. Definitely. Right. So he can he's just big bomb enough. forward. If only they mm. had sort of an He's experience. big enough. <laughs> he's big enough. Xavi didn't he struggle, can... did he? <laughs> yeah, he does really does dominate in the air, can't he? If, um... Are you thinking because the pitch is big? They need big players. If only Chelsea had like a sort of decent, experienced, strong set midfielder they could rely on for, for, for these, these opening <laughs> games of the season yeah. <laughs> oh dearie me yeah, well they've been linked with Danny Drinkwater 
Mm. I like that. They are desperate yeah. to win the title, aren't they? Kante, who do you want next to you, ideally? Well, I did have a... You know, now that Matic has gone, I won the league with Danny Drinkwater. We'll get him no, in. Imagine, if, imagine yeah. if they did, uh, did it after a training session and they signed Drinkwater and Kenny's like, no, I said I want a drink of water. Fine. <laughs> 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 but I, I, I think, you know, that is what he may say. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of Mr. Elvis Costello. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but but I think Danny Drinkwater is a, is a hugely underrated type of player in this country. He played, Marcus, you'll correct me here if I'm wrong, he played for England, for, uh, oh. no, for England at Wembley against Netherlands in yep. the warm-up game for the Euros and was right. br- brilliant. He was good, yeah. yeah. And he didn't get a look in. If he was playing for a big club, he'd be assuming that in that England squad. And I think there's nothing wrong with having a player, I know he didn't have a great season last season, but lots of players can be guilty of that from time to time a player who looks after the ball like he does playing alongside Kante and they've had success in the past and he would be relatively speaking wouldn't break the bank mm-hmm. um, which is important to a Brambridge now as we, as we know I think it'd be a good signing I think people will be quick to criticise the idea of them going after him but I think if they think about it they'd agree it'd be but a good signing he, he has he played it. with Kante before yeah, and, so, and he's won yeah. a Premier League absolutely yeah. I, I would love to see him sort of get that chance to um, to be considered a sort of top tier player I say, yeah, good luck to him if that mm. goes through Spurs uh, are threatening to sign some players in the window and could wrap up the signing of Ajax's 21 year old defender mm. Davidson Sanchez he looks a player he does look a player doesn't he? He was. We, we saw him. Well, I say we saw him. Some people would have seen him in the Europa League final, of course, against Manchester mm. United. He had a great season for Ajax. Well, they, all, most of those players did. They were brilliant. Well, he's re- refused to train, is not he? So because he That's definitely wants to. Be, well, he's got the right attitude. Just, <laughs> it's, 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 it's his attitude That's, I like. Well, this seems to be a lot more than ever before. Is there going to be like another Bosman ruling where you just you, you, if you want to go, just go. Don't yeah. worry about <laughs> it. Essentially, there's a number of articles. That, I think to be to play devil's advocate here. Do players do this in this situation? I don't know Davison Sanchez's character, of course, but yeah. in this situation, is it just because they don't want to get injured? It's easy to, it's easy to, it's right, easy okay. to paint it out as, oh, he's just soaking. I, no, I don't think that is it. What, if you read some of the articles, there's very uh, nefarious things going on with some certain big clubs in Europe, and they basically, some are suggesting, encourage players, down tools, force the move. Right, yeah. okay. Force the move. Okay. And look, this has been going on for years. You know, this is not a, a recent thing. And look, I, look, I'm not in football, so I, I don't know what it's like if he wants to move in the club, you know, because the clubs aren't perfect themselves, are they? And sometimes yeah. you might have Ooh. to kind of strong arm them and all that kind of stuff. But on the outside looking in, with our slight naivety, I suppose, I think it is a shame when you see a player do that. And yeah, won't someone think of the fans? But, but, but then actually, you don't know what you don't know what promises are being given to him. You know, you give us another season and, and you're off. But mm. and well, then yeah, they, they turn around, and go, up, nah, you're still under well, contract. That seems to be the case with Dembele going well, to Barcelona. Dem- Dembele's well, a big one, yeah, and yeah, he's been fined well. all the time, isn't he? Right? <laughs> the more players do it as well, the more used to it you get, and the more you just accept it as part of the game now as well. I which don't know is why I don't just say, we'll just say you're injured. We'll just say you're injured. Everyone wins. That does happen a lot, though, doesn't it? If you look, I think Sky did a big rundown of all these players that were injured for the first um, match of the season yeah. and they all had in common. Big move on the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know this, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Coutinho didn't, didn't have a back injury. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's oh, lo- loads of cases yeah. like that as well. Oh, but like, doesn't it also suit the club, though, t- to make it look like the players are, uh, you know, f- trying to force a move so that they don't look like they're a weak club? Well, the, the, it, there's all it, sorts of things it does affect, like And look, we'll come on to Davison Sanchez in a sec, but just quickly on that point, it does it does make a difference the way the player behaves and way the way the existing club treats the player because we know... Uh, well, I know, I've got it on good authority that Conte did send that text to Costa, yeah. which, which got his back up so badly. But the, the knock-on effect from that is Chelsea are now not able to get the fee they want for Costa because Atletico Madrid are, in my view, rightly saying, well, if you're going to treat him that badly, you obviously don't rate him that high. Yeah, you don't yeah. want him that much. So mm. let, let, him, let us have it for this yeah, amount. But, but on the Davison Sanchez thing, with the greatest respect to Spurs, and, and they, are a, they are a Champions League club now and they're going places and you can see the project that's happening there, especially with their new stadium on the way and stuff. You know, 
Davison Sanchez was being linked with a lot of top clubs. Yeah. Mm. Very, very top clubs. You mean talking about Barcelona and Real Madrid. So if Spurs get that over the line, based on what we've seen, a massive signing. But you yeah. should also say that the reports suggest Ajax and other cl- European clubs have been taking their mm. time over deals with English clubs because the pound has been falling against the Euro. <laughs> well, I yeah. don't think the ECB are ready for Daniel Levy, brinkmanship wise. <laughs> <laughs> he won't have filled up the helicopter. <laughs> He'd can be we... waiting for the best price for diesel to get aviation fuel. Can we can we move the uh, the window to when Brexit is finally done? <laughs> I think is what they're asking, and then, then there's a windfall of, of uh, you know all that kind of stuff. Um, but Spurs, there's a few other people that they've been interested in as well. Obviously Ross Barkley, but that there's an injury. It doesn't look like that's happening um, at the moment. But one thing I did want to talk about, and this is very important, is Mauricio Pochettino wrote a letter to a Spurs fan who's getting married, congratulating him on the wedding, and even offered a little bit of advice, saying. In life, just like in football, a little teamwork can get you some results. My, well, listen, my friend... I like that. What's that about? That's nice of him to do that. My, my friend... Uh, is I mean, a, presumably the couple have thought about that. He's a diehard Spurs fan. Yeah. And um, he's, his best man... He's been a season ticket there for years. Mm. And his best man um, at the time when he got married got the Spurs manager to um, write him a letter. Mm-hmm. And the best man read it out as part of his speech. One day, Ramos... Sorry. <laughs> are they still together? Yeah, they are, they are, but it was one day Ramos, who, to be fair, delivered them a league cup, but then delivered say. their worst start of the season the following season and mm. then caused the whole red nap thing. I just thought it's funny because the way he tells that story, I got the Spurs manager to do that. It doesn't, he, he never mentions the manager. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Loads of people who don't really care that much about about London-based football won't even remember one day Ramos. Yeah, yeah they might have went on to marriage Real Madrid. He did. But that's not in London, Jim. It's not. Last I checked. Um, where were we about Spurs? Ah, yes. Um, Harry Kane's been nominated for the FIFA Men's World Player of the Year. The only reason why I say that is nice to have an Englishman in there. It is, it <laughs> and, is. And it shows uh, that Kane's turning the heads of some of the big wigs in world football. Um, but back to Chelsea, though. that They've told Diego Costa to return to the club and get fit, get match fit. And Costa's response is, my destination is already set. I must return to Atletico <laughs> yeah, Madrid. He's not having any of it. I must return my home planet. He, <laughs> <laughs> I have to go now. No. I mean, yeah. he, he's like, it's sort of, you know, just watching Narcos, he's like Pablo Escobar. He's built his own jail in yeah. Brazil. And he's sitting there and they're like, <laughs> yeah. did you come out? No. He's even said, isn't he, that he'll, he'll stay in Brazil if he has to. Yeah. The, like, the, most, the most recent development is he's going to go to Atletico Madrid and they're going to try and do a deal for him to go to Deportivo on loan for the first half of the season. It's the latest. It's well, reports in Spain suggest that Letty could pay Costa's 150 grand a week fines to help push the transfer through. The money in fines will be paid, I think, in the transfer deal. So it's not like every week they're wiring yeah. money. But, but hang on, though. Like, that's the reports in Spain have suggested that. I basically, just thought, basically, what that means is Diego Costa can do whatever he wants. That's what yeah. I mean. This man is so powerful by yeah. the sounds of it. But anyway, listen, the draw at Wembley on Sunday afternoon is currently 12 to 5 with Bet365 uh, between uh, Spurs and Chelsea, of course. So £10 on that will return £34, including the stake. Should there be a stalemate? There we are. Martin Cohen was asking why no one from Chelsea's gone to Brazil to visit Costa. Was he volunteering? Fancy holiday? Probably because it's quite a scary thing to do. Yeah, and it's the middle yeah. of the season. <laughs> and he, you know, he's not going to receive it very well, yeah. is he, by the sounds of I it? I wouldn't have thought so. Um, but uh, Manchester City are playing Everton at home. Another big signing in the Premier League has been Gilfie Sigurdsson for a yeah. club record fee of £45 well, million. Thank God pounds. for that. Huge! Finally it's happened. We yeah. can move on with our lives. Mm. Yeah. It's a strange one though, isn't it? Do you think? Given the players they've signed as well. We were discussing this earlier about Klassen and, and Rooney even perhaps existing mm-hmm. in that 
know, I mean, if you, if, you think, if you think about essentially, to, if you crystallise the situation, so good, who's a great player, by the way, and, and uh, those who doubt that, those who think of him as just this dead ball specialist, should genuinely look. I'm not a big, huge proponent of like stats and all that sort of stuff, but look at Sigurdsson's stats. He's a really important player for, mm. for Swansea, he has been. The, the crystallised the Spurs situation where essentially he, he was moved on because he wasn't Christian Eriksen. Yeah. It's the only real reason. I mean, he's a great, he's a great player, covered more. Uh, more more kilometres than any other player last season in the whole league. That's amazing to think of, isn't it? But, he's, as you say, Jim, though, he's walking into a situation where he's going to be combat, I mean, presumably competing with David Clarkson, who's one of the mm. most highly rated creative midfielders mm-hmm. in that position already. So, I don't, it's I, just an odd transfer policy, isn't it? It's not a, yeah. you know, it's not a judgment on any of those players. I suppose they've got to play in the Europa League next season as yeah, well, probably. So. But it is strange to break your, your, your club transfer fee though for a player who you're thinking well where, where will he mm. fit in fully I mean they played three four two one on the opening day of the season and you would imagine that he would be vying for one of those two positions behind the striker which were, were Rooney and Klaassen but then tonight against Hadjik Split they Rooney played, played a 0 nine, to, one. they played a zero <laughs> nine, one, and it's perfect for him <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no they played Rooney up top and I think they played uh, you know the four two three one kind of uh, thing and Klaassen was in that number 10 position which Sigurdsson needs to be in Sigurdsson really wants and, and, and sort of warrants the team being built around him and yeah. I don't see that happening at Everton I think it's a decent signing because he's a great player as we know in the Premier League but you don't want it you don't want the same thing to happen to him which was what happened at Spurs you know he didn't mm. quite play the position he wanted to play other people vying for that same mm. position I wouldn't put him in as a sort of a, a part of a dynamic front three yeah. or something like that I think he is that player who likes to play behind the striker but Rooney and Klaassen, because Koeman said himself, Rooney's still one of the best players in that position, mm. even though he's playing right up top against uh, Hadjik Split. And Rooney may not play every game, but still there's competition. Well, Rooney can't play every game, I don't think. And and, and if you, the two factors would be the Europa League, which, which is a bit of a slog if Everton want to do well in it. Mm. Um, and you know it's it's a, it's a long season. They, they, they might have a few players vying for just two positions, but I don't think that's necessarily bad. And the other thing is that Klaassen's a bit quite a bit younger than Sigurdsson, isn't he? So. Mm. They may not mm. consider Klaassen to... Because to, what they do know is Sigurdsson. Say it takes Klaassen six months to settle. It's possible. I mean, Sigurdsson's already settled. I mean, he's, he's moving however many miles it is up the road, really. Klaassen's a signing that they're not going to have for a year or two. They'd hope him to be there for... But that's what I'm saying. But it might take him a while to settle in. He's moving to a new country, right? So Sigurdsson's already a Premier League proven player. So that, uh, it could work. In, in, in Symbiotically, they may work quite well. Well, hopefully for, for mm. That's obviously so. what they're thinking, isn't it? Yes, Gareth Barry's been uh, been signed by West Brom, yeah. which is which is a decent signing for West Brom, and and, and Koeman was reluctant to, to let him go, but Koeman did understand that Barry wanted regular first team mm. football because Barry's been a, a good player for them. I think Barry's about six appearances off being the all time record yeah, holder, yeah, isn't Ryan he? Giggs, yeah, he is. he's, and, and he's had a great career, Gareth. Yeah, of course Barry. he has. Gareth Barry was playing. My memory might let me down here. This is off the dome piece. Mm-hmm. Gareth Barry, I think, was sent off for Aston Villa against Portsmouth in their first game <laughs> in the Premier League, Ooh. which would have been 2004. Wow. So, I mean, he's been around a while. Oh, yeah. He has been around I mean, he's been, been around, around a while then, wouldn't he? I was going to yeah. say, he's been, you know, I think, did he not come on for England against Germany? But, yeah. under Keegan, when, feels like he, when he, Germany won 1 0 at the last he, game of Wembley. He does feel like he, he bridges a generation, doesn't he? He's such an unglamorous player, though, yeah. that it's easy. That if, if no one made anything about that um, that appearance thing that's coming up, and he'll undoubtedly break it this season because he's, you know, he's fairly solid he's, and he'll play for West Brom. Um, no one would. No one would know. No one would yeah. say anything. Giggs clearly is one of the most celebrated players of the Premier League era, you know, and, and rightly so. But Gareth Barry isn't that. But you know, maybe he should be for the fact that he's. It's not easy to maintain a career at that level for that long. Thirty-six years old, and Ronald Koeman did say that uh, 
uh, th- th- he understood Barry's position, but did say maybe one day I'll I'll have a headache wondering why he let Gareth Barry go. Thirty six year old Gareth Barry in mm. there with m- midfield players like you know Dresser Gay, who's got a great engine on him, he's mm. a decent player tactically and all the rest of it. And you think still managers see when when they see a really top professional like that, no matter how old they get, they still think oh, there's still mm. value in he's him. Like, but, uh, he's like the Milner, isn't he? He's kind of like he, he, yeah. he knows he's he, well, well, he's, not, he's not as versatile, obviously, but he just knows he can, he can give you a seven every match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a yellow card. He's the same. <laughs> he's the same profile of like individual as Milner, isn't he? Yeah. 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 But um, Marcus is a nice link actually into the fact. Obviously, Everton are playing Man City on Monday night. They are. It's similar, it's sort of um, reminiscent of this Johnny Evans thing that's come up with Man City. Well, like, but yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, it is. You know, and, uh, another West Brom player still, unless Manchester City uh, stump up some some huge money. Although Pulis understandably wouldn't want Johnny Evans to go. Cause I mean, that's a steal. Ferguson couldn't believe that Van Hull sold him. Yeah, yeah, you, well, but then yeah. it just happened to the mind of Van Hal, and then all bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> frankly, yeah. We got an email about uh, Van Hal, a uh, young man uh, by the name. Oh, shall I get the name up? I've got his name. Camille uh, was walking past um, uh, the Wimbledon grounds, weirdly enough, and uh, we spotted an old Dutch man walking our way. Uh, we are huge United fans, they shouted, and uh, we got the selfies uh, ready for Louis Van Hal, and the phone sort of crashed. Oh, right. And uh, he went, You are not ready! And then what? <laughs> Walked off. <laughs> so they, they got one in the end. They ran after him and got one. You're not ready for the shelfie. <laughs> I, li- I like the idea of Van Halen exactly as I imagined. Yeah. It's always nice when that happens, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what I will say, there's a dedicated section for that sort of part of the show. So. No, yeah, sorry. yeah I, I ignore the fact that you said that Sigurdsson wasn't moving to a new country. A man with yeah. Welsh heritage myself. <laughs> yeah, but okay. we, I'm willing to bring it up. Do you think we're going to be correct? Fair point. Fair right? point. Well made. I like, I like the fact that Van Halen would be like, can you take the photo and then, and then like, WhatsApp it to me or something? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fall for that one again. Yeah, you wanted the photo, mate. <laughs> yeah. You're not ready. But Man City trying to sign John Evans, it was one that we didn't see coming, but uh, their, their options at centre-half, Jim, and, uh, are not that pretty. Well, yeah, I mean, um, Mangala's come back, hasn't he? And... Um, there's talk that he doesn't, he doesn't like Van Gaal. Does no, of course he doesn't. But I think if Evans comes in, he'll probably be shipped out. And Jason Denier, obviously, from, we saw from Sunderland last season, just isn't up to the level that, that City need. He and wanted to sell Otamendi. Yeah, quite. I mean, it, it seems pretty much unconvinced by anyone but company at the moment. And obviously, you can't rely on company because of his injury record. So it's, a, it's strange that they've done so much business, particularly with, with signing like a, almost a whole new defence. And there's still some dead wood that needs clearing. I mean, Van Gaal is, what, 42 million he's quid? A lot of money. Like, so, he's just like, not. So well, few players not clubs can take up. a risk but of that size. Pep Guardiola doesn't fancy any centre half apart from a future John Stones. Yeah, he likes yeah. The, uh, he likes the idea of John Stones as a concept. <laughs> well, yeah, even yeah. at Barcelona, he would Don't sign. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he w- but he would sign defensive midfielders and move them back, wouldn't he? Well, Quite Mascherano. often with Mascherano, Alex Song as well. Big Yaya Torre in the Champions League final. Yeah. The the, the the story behind the Johnny Evans thing is a fascinating one and I won't bore everyone to death by reading it piece by piece but it's worth checking out online if you get a chance there's a good article on uh, goal.com about it but you're right about the um, the Otamendi thing Marcus mm. what was being implied from the story I read was that um, Gardelli was happy to use Kolarov as his fourth centre-back and he wanted to um, offload Otamendi then then sign a really big experienced centre-back to replace uh, him and also to, to, to essentially mentor John Stones. Yeah. Mm. But that all fell through because Kolarov decided he wanted to leave um, and then um, the Danny Elvis thing fell through as well which mm. had, had ramifications too. So now they've gone after Evans who... who Again, in the, in the mould of Gareth Barry, yep. Johnny Evans, you could say, look, mm-hmm. why the hell are Man City going after Johnny Evans? Which, which then sort of inspires you to go and look at Johnny Evans' career. Yep. And you think, okay, hugely experienced internationally, got good Champions League experience as well, came up at the, the one of the biggest clubs in the world, mm-hmm. um, 
is, is to my mind, a better player than Phil Jones and Chris Smalling, and mm. he's only 29. So, I mean, it's it's actually, for the money that they're going to be able to get him for, if they do get him, I actually think it's a really good signing. Off, mm. off the top of my head, I can't remember the other players who were coming through at the time of Johnny Evans, but has he perhaps suffered from having players around him like, I don't think it would have been Jemba Jemba and Cleverson, I think it would have no, been, no, no, a, been no. a little, like quite a bit after that, but no, I, I, I remember Evans coming through with a crop of other players that perhaps didn't go on to... I, I think he I think he probably suffered the fact that he wasn't a spectacular player. Nobody could say, oh, yeah, I remember Johnny Evans in that game. Yeah. You remember in that game. But he didn't put too many feet wrong. And I, actually, as Luke says, I think, I think he's a very, very good defender. Well, you've also got and a he's only 29. I, in your head you think, oh, he must be 33 or something. Yeah. No, he's 29 and and you also have to understand that what's been what's typified City at the back, arguably over the last few years, is they they sign these defenders mm-hmm. from overseas who come in and, they, and for whatever reason they can't convince. With Johnny Evans has got God knows however many Premier League appearances yeah. under his mm-hmm. belt already. He's not going to need to assimilate because he's you know he's from Man- good with his he's feet from Northern well. Ireland, but he's played a long time in Manchester and he, he counts as a homegrown but, player but, as well. But mm. they, they need bodies. Company missed twenty two matches last season. Yeah, yeah. and that's problematic. Yeah, for, a, for a really big fixture that club. Yeah, it's going yeah. to be a big game on Monday night. Everton are a colossal eight to one to put Man City on their backsides mm-hmm. um, at the Etihad. Ten pound with bet three six five will return ninety pound including stake. Um, that'll be a great game to watch. It will be. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think. I think. God, just needs some more fullbacks. I think he should play two wingbacks yeah. on each side. I think he probably needs to get six. As Redknapp would say, five or six more fullbacks in. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I I think say, yeah. I should say so. What is our best bet with bet three six five? Well, we're going back to Wembley. Um, with apologies to. Um, to Spurs fans everywhere um, this is from Morgan Ryan who's new in the hot seat yeah he is he says um, and to be fair to Morgan he does provide a photo to prove this he says hi guys after predicting to my mate that my beloved Chelsea would lose to Burnley um, I'm predicting for them to lose again versus Spurs but with both teams to score at 3-1 to one with Bet365 mm. so that's Spurs to win and both teams to score at Wembley on Sunday afternoon 3-1 uh, to one with Bet365 £50 uh, with that 3-1 to one returns £200 including the stake with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to gamblerware.co.uk. Lovely old job. Let's look ahead to the weekend, Morsey. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to what Midlands Muppet Steve Bruce and Harry Redden are going to do this weekend. <laughs> um, just give, give everyone... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not naive enough to think that people follow what Bruce and Redden are up to, so I'll just fill you guys in. Please. Um, Bruce has already stated that he wants another striker, despite spending £40 million on strikers already in the Championship. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I imagine Redders will talk again about how they need more bodies. Get it right, well, old Steve. They're playing Friday night Birmingham against against Burton. I think it's at Burton. So if they lose that, that'll be fantastic. People are saying that uh, people are saying that John <laughs> Terry might be the next Villa manager. They, he might just they might just get rid of Bruce and put him straight in. Well, like he was really the manager when Aaron grew up as a Chelsea. Well, listen, I'll tell you right now. Based on what I'm saying, he's not a fucking defender. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't be nasty to John Terry. But he has to for an ice bath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really wants to, for anything. Uh, right, what, what, are the, what are the listeners saying about the weekend? Mark Elms, friend of the Ramble, Mark Elms, regular contributor. Good old Elmsy. Says, uh, as a bright. Oh, no! As a. <laughs> That's what all these mates call him, Marcus. What are you laughing at? <laughs> As a Brighton fan, I'm looking forward to another eventful game versus Leicester. In this fixture in previous years, the following has happened. Once the game was played in thick fog and no one noticed that we actually scored, and another occasion we had to borrow a Leicester kit because of a kit blend due to us having a blue home and away and third strip that season. <laughs> well done sort, of the same defi- kit blend. sort of to fix the object. Um, and don't forget also, Mark hasn't mentioned this, but Anthony Knockout will be going back to Leicester as well this yeah. weekend, so that'll be interesting. Um, 
Tommy Cordry says, I'm looking forward to hearing that we all know Tottenham didn't do very well at Wembley last year a billion times. We've probably done about a billion on this yeah. show already. Um, Anthony Gerrard, my uh, highlight looking forward to the weekend, the debuts of Gary Cahill-Peters, Cesc Fabregas-Peters, <laughs> and John Joe Shelby-Peters. That's going to run and run, that. Yeah. Uh, Andy Gibson on Twitter, a United win, Conte having a meltdown at Wembley, and Klopp crying at the airport as Coutinho boards a plane. Um, <laughs> Clovis on Twitter, looking forward to likely our most embarrassing scoreline of the season v Spurs on Sunday so a Chelsea fan not that confident and I'll finish with this um, from from at football love oh yeah. hello very good he likes football but he likes romance as well <laughs> he says uh, my highlight has to be Chelsea having to play an unknown unknown 18 year old in midfield when Ruben lost his cheek Nathan O'Chalaba <laughs> Lewis Baker and Nemanja Matic all start for their new teams yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers at home against Neil Warnock's Cardiff City and you know what Warnock's like he, he, he likes to beat the drum for British managers and so on. Yeah. I, I do understand that in, in certain uh, contexts and whatnot. but Nuno Espirito Santo the, uh, the head coach of, of Wolverhampton Wanderers, you could imagine that uh, if if um, old uh, Warnock wins that one, well, the thing is, no, no, he's not got much experience in England. They're not yeah. the foreign boys, you know, no, no, spirity thingy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they they want to, you know, get three points but, off me. They're going to have to try hard. But he'll learn from that. Yeah, he'll learn but from he that. Will learn They'll from be that. fine this season. <laughs> <laughs> Not much sunshine over here, is there, Noon? Um, so there we go. That's uh, that's my highlight. Or oh, looking ahead mm, to, the, to yeah. the weekend, which is something highlight of the future. Highlight of the future. Can we rebrand it? Yeah. I'm writing that down. Highlights of the future. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview, sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. Uh, football's nearly happening. Jim, say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. See you later. Bye from me. DL Marcus Quickie. It's on the running order, to be fair. <laughs> it's on the run- Yeah, I was finishing reading the bloody sheet. Correspondence with Pete. It's all right. Break. You'll have to do an annoying edit. Pete, it's got 20 asterisks next to it. No, it hasn't. It has. Luke is. Isn't it just? Isn't Pete, it just? Pete, if you want to put half an hour out after the show, I can take you through running nod if you want. I don't mind. I'm not Come leaving on. that in. I'm editing now, so Luke. you've referenced something that's not going to be in the show. So <laughs> fuck you, Luke. <laughs> fuck you in the face. Marcus. Now, when he's taken that thing out of his face, Luke, would you like to... Uh, <laughs> I don't stop even referencing either. things! Right. Sweeper. Wanker. Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.